0: to another episode of Giant Cocktails Happy Hour. I am Matthew Henry, your host, alongside my brother and co-host, Ben Henry. I don't have a fancy word for you today, Ben. Sorry. That's H- okay. How are you doing?
1: Uh, I- I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What's the word for somebody that's like, uh, that's a hundred years old, Matthew? Uh, cent c-
0: Centurion? Centurion? Centurion. Centurion. Cent- Centaurion? you could be like a uh, centaur with a yeah Cylon. It's a Cylon,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's how I'm feeling, Matthew. Today I'm feeling like a Cylon because this is our one hundredth episode of Giant Cocktails. Wow! Now, now we've started doing Happy Hour, and we have the you know the main show, the baseball show, the Drunken Rant show, as I like to think about it. And so, like combined though together, this is our one hundredth episode i
0: i didn't think we we'd last this long to be honest
1: i didn't think we would last this long either um i didn't think we would have any listeners either so yeah. i was wrong on both counts that's
0: true yeah we yeah have a, well we... we got 100 episodes and 100 listeners so that's you know <laughs> 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 on, a,
1: on a good day. <laughs> <laughs> on a after after a day after a few months <laughs> uh, all right <laughs>
0: As we celebrate our hundredth episode anniversary, Ben, I do have a question for you that has okay. nothing to do with uh celebrating our hundredth. I mean, forget that's the last we're gonna mention it. We're not those kind of guys. No,
1: no. I we're mean, not yeah, gonna, yes. we're not gonna toot our own horns. You know, okay. No right. yeah. 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 Hit, me. Hit right. me with the question. Okay,
0: here's the question. If you could have any fictional character as your drinking buddy, who would it be?
1: Ooh. If you could have any fictional character as your drinking buddy, who would it be? Hmm. Okay, there's an obvious answer here and I wonder how many people listening to the show have the same answer. Because right now I'm thinking Homer and we'd share Duff beer.
0: <laughs> yeah, that right? was my obvious answer, yeah. Right, right, cuz But then I, but then that's also the deal breaker cuz I'm not drinking Duff beer like yeah, all the time. Yeah,
1: no. Yeah. And honestly, I I mean, to be honest, Matthew, I've I've had cocktails next to a bunch of homers in my life. You know, <laughs> it, it's like they're a dime a dozen. You know, uh, I think I've been the Homer. You know, you know oh, I've been sure. just sitting there at the bar, and somebody comes up and says, you know, hello. And, yeah, you're, uh, yeah. you're more
0: like the Barney at the bar.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: I'm another mo.
1: <laughs> uh no but seriously, oh got it this is serious we got it this is serious i got it gotta yeah this is a serious, serious question serious man. why question? are
0: you turning it into a joke
1: ah <sighs> <sighs> yeah i don't know um hmm mm-hmm. 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 let's see here yeah no no too young mm. oh yeah if i said that one people would think i was yeah no hmm Okay, no, I got it. I got okay. it. I got it. It's a
0: safe one, right? It's a, <laughs> this is...
1: Oh, it's definitely safe. It's definitely okay. well safe for yeah, like safe for the show, safe and for, for your this, reputation. This person, <laughs> yeah, probably safe for my reputation. It would be Golden Girl Sophia. What? What was her name? Costella? Costella?
0: No, so, I don't even remember. But it was Sophia. I don't remember. So
1: Sophia Patrillo.
0: Patrillo, That's right.
1: Right. Sophia and Sophia, gets, Picture
0: this. Sicily. 1936.
1: <laughs> and I <laughs> would she be like, you about
0: the best cocktail she ever had. That's
1: right. That's right. And uh, and, the, you know, I, I think I think, yeah, because she would be full of stories like that. But she's also got a lot of sass, you know, just, you oh, yeah. know, I think I think it would be a really, really good time. I'd have a lot of laughs. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's, uh, um, it's like, you know, carefree, a carefree meeting. There's no expectations, you know, you're just there at the bar. Like really when I go into a bar by myself to have a drink, like I kind of, most of the time I'm really actually there just to enjoy the cocktail and I don't really want to have a conversation at all. Um... But, you know, if I'm going to have one, it might as well be engaging and entertaining and somebody who can really bring it. And I I think Sophia satisfies those uh, those requirements. Yeah.
0: On all accounts. uh, Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with Sophia
1: Golden Girl, Sophia Petrillo. Um, I don't know that I would be able to hold up my end of the bargain you know like i don't know that she would find me as interesting as as i found her oh she would make fun of you for sure yeah yeah, yeah that's that's fair but uh well that's anyway that's my answer that's my answer I, what about you i like it i like it this was a tough
0: one for me i you know i went around all sorts of different avenues from star wars and you know the cantina to i don't know but ultimately i settled on one of my favorite movies uh some of uh, some obscure like I'm sure 80s movie called uh, Dave might even be like it was the early 80s if it was 80s uh, called Dave. And Dave was a, a movie about a guy who happens to look like the president of the United States. And the president gets himself into a little trouble and, and then also um, has a massive stroke. And uh, all of his handlers decide rather than just announcing to everyone that the president has had a stroke. They pull this guy, this doppelganger guy off the street and ask him to be president. And then the whole ep- movie kind of goes from there. And I think it would be fascinating after all that to get Dave drunk and learn what it was like to be impersonating the president of the United States. I think that would be really cool.
1: I got it. I got it. So you'd be like, so, Dave, tell me what it was like to subvert the entire democratic system of the world's most powerful nation.
0: Exactly. What was it like to create like a really huge federal crime?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> basically stage a coup. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you
0: know, I think after enough, uh, an enough of uh, well, what we're going to talk about in a minute, uh, enough, uh, you know, switchblades and scorpions, uh, I could get him to do that.
1: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Wow. That you know, it is a rather. Now that I think about it, it's a rather charming and endearing film. You know, I don't, I don't know that it's like amazing or anything, but it's a, it's a good film. It's, it's, it's like you know, it's a, it's a good you know, pass out of the way, a rainy afternoon kind of film.
0: Exactly. It's you don't have to think too much. It's just very entertaining.
1: But that is I, I a just, well, monumental crime that they're committing. That's like the one of the worst things that you could do.
0: Hey, it's a romantic comedy, Ben. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know. All right. and, and then there's pretty woman. Back
0: in the eighties they did all the time. They made really horrific things into romantic comedies exactly. all the time. Exactly. Like, pretty woman. There you, know? you go. I mean. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wow. Eighties.
0: <laughs> all wow. right. All right. Well, that's enough of that. Enough of that. We should uh, before we get into our cocktails though, I wanna introduce the tip of the day.
1: Woo, tip of the day.
0: And so, my cocktail today has a little bit of simple syrup and uh, got me thinking you know, you can actually buy simple syrup at the store. You know, it comes in a bottle and it's um, clear and it says simple syrup on the label, which is kind of weird because simple syrup is probably the easiest thing in the world to make. And uh, I must admit, I think I bought my first bottle of simple syrup when I was just getting into the cocktail thing and then realized how easy it was to make. Uh, so simple syrup is, is pretty easy. It's usually white granulated sugar, uh, equal parts sugar and water. Uh, that's a one to one ratio. Um, so when I'm making it at home, I'll do like one cup of sugar, one cup of water. You heat it up over a saucepan, uh, not quite to boiling, just enough heating enough to get the syrup or the sugar to dissolve. And then you let it cool and then put it in a jar, stick it in your fridge. and It's good for a month or so. So that's Simple Syrup. But then there's, there's other variations of that. There's a rich Simple Syrup, which is a two-to-one sugar-to-water ratio. And what I like about the rich uh, ones is that it uh, requires less, obviously, uh, of, the, uh, of the amount to sweeten the cocktail. And oftentimes it also um, not only sweetens the cocktail, but the rich Simple Syrup is thick and so it kind of creates a, a viscosity and a little bit of mouthfeel in your cocktail that sometimes can be quite nice, and and it really helps that the cocktail not feel so watered down. So, uh, so that's uh, uh, those are you know kind of the the two that I usually mix the most. You know the the white sugar, but then there's also uh, you could do simple syrups using demerara syrup, uh, Mm -hmm. for example, which goes great like in an old-fashioned, or even maybe some tiki drinks, uh, Demerara syrup. And so, you know, that's another real great, easy way to get some flavored, you know, kind of nuanced sweetness into your cocktail. And uh, so, you know, I would say don't be afraid to, to, to play around with the simple syrups. Uh, you can also flavor them. You know, some add like ginger. You know, you kind of steep that syrup in ginger for a little while. That makes an excellent uh, simple syrup. Uh, others will do like steep like raspberries or something like that in there, and you know, and let them sit for a while, and you get some raspberry flavored simple syrup. So you could really, you know, um, go to town on the different flavors and find lots of different variations that you can have fun with in cocktails. So if you haven't done that before, I, I su- highly suggest giving it a shot and. You can always find recipes and things on like YouTube and stuff like that. There's plenty out there. Um, and so I would, that's my tip of the day. Do your own simple syrup and play around with the different flavors and uh,
1: viscosities. Yeah. Come on, kids. Don't buy your simple syrup at the grocery store. Don't let the grocery store man rip you off. That's right. I mean, so easy. It, it's so easy and it's like, you know, I'll, I'll, there's two ingredients in it, water and sugar. You know, and no preservatives, other than you know the sugar. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I mean this is I, this is a must-do, Matthew. I don't, I don't, I, you know. I, okay, I, I think everybody by no, now knows that I'm the, I'm the 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 hoity-toity, the the, the I don't know. I, I, I do things only the high-class way, right? I have my refrigerator just for chilling sure, my glasses. we all know that then. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So I only make my own simple syrup, right? Like, I would never. I would never buy a simple syrup in a grocery store. I'm not judging people who do, but I'm judging people who do.
0: Do you make your own orgeat? <laughs> God no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, there's limits. Hey, you know
1: what? Uh, you know what? I would totally buy my. I would totally buy simple syrup at the grocery store if I was feeling that lazy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. uh, Orjad is a uh, almond-based simple syrup that's often found in tiki drinks, actually. Yeah. And and it is quite good. And you can make your own, but it is a little bit more of a process. And yeah. they have very fine ones that you can buy off the yeah. shelf. That uh, So Orjad is one of the ones that I'm not making my own. No, I'm buying no, de- it.
1: Definitely not, definitely not. But I will agree with you that it, it is really easy to make flavored simple syrups, especially like the ones where you're talking about with the ginger. Uh, you can also do cinnamon because really all you have to do is make the simple syrup and then throw the ingredient into uh into the um the now warm simple syrup and let it steep there right some yeah. people put it in while it's while they're dissolving the sugar but but often it's it's just enough to put it in at the end and uh, it's just super easy to get like a cinnamon syrup or a ginger syrup as you said uh, getting a good raspberry syrup is a little bit, a little bit more involved because you kind of want to muddle the raspberries. And then... Yeah,
0: you got to mush the raspberries. You got to squeeze it out using yeah, like a cheesecloth or yeah. something like that. But yeah, it but gets yeah, and again, messy. you could find that on recipe that recipe on online if yeah. you wanted to do that route. And it is quite good, right. and I think it's kind of worth it if a little extra
1: work there. And if we keep going, Matthew, you're going to give away the entire recipe to my cocktail.
0: Oh well, then let's not do that anymore. How about, uh, how about you just tell us about your cocktail then, Ben? What are you drinking today?
1: Today, Matthew, is a special day. In honor of our 100th episode, I am presenting yet another tiki drink. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I'm so glad you decided to mix it up today, Ben.
1: <laughs> uh, well, no, I actually, truthfully, I, I, I think I gave this away last week. Uh, this is the last tiki drink, Matthew. This is the last Tiki drink that I am going to present on the show at least for the foreseeable future. I have decided to, that it is time to move on from the world of Tiki. Um, but it but I wanted to I wanted to send it off with a bang. so I, I am presenting today a very very popular and famous Tiki cocktail, one that was invented by Trader Vic himself, uh, the original imposter. Um, the Bay Area native. Uh, this is a cocktail that he invented. Um, I'm actually using a recipe that I got out of the book um, uh, Smuggler's Cove, which is by the same people that own the bar. And uh, and in this particular cocktail, uh, I will is actually by Steve Crane, according to them. And they say about it that it brings better balance and complexity. Um, that means it's got more funk. It's more yeah. funky. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I see they kept all the alcohol. My goodness. <laughs> they did keep all the alcohol. Now, I modified this recipe. Now, now so what is the scorpion? The scorpion is actually a, a, a cocktail that's all about the show. It comes out, and it's actually a cocktail that's meant for many people to drink. It's a communal cocktail. And mm. I know in the COVID, post-COVID world, that probably sounds a bit scary. But this was actually a fun thing that people used to do, and I'm sure still do, at Tiki Bars now that we're back. And uh, it's meant to be shared. And so it comes out in a large bowl. A, a lot of places they present it in a bowl specially designed for this. And it has like a, like a, I don't know what you call it, but a, a tower in the middle. Um, and the, the, the liquid kind of like is circles around the tower. And oftentimes a tower looks like it's painted like a volcano. And they fill that with 151 rum and then they light it on fire. Um, <laughs> I didn't do that because I didn't want to burn my face off. Uh, and, and also I, I, um, while everybody knows that I like to double fist it on these shows, I did not feel like drinking a cocktail made for four people. So I did modify Wimper. this recipe down for two. This Wimper. is a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I
0: know. Also There's... folks, please, please, uh, light things on fire at your own risk. Our legal department has asked me to say that, that we have no liability if you choose to light something on fire. That's
1: right. Well, I'm not even, an, I'm not even, I didn't light one on fire here, you know. So, uh, um, yes, but but yeah, as Matthew says, don't, don't light yourself on fire and then blame it on us. Um, but anyway, uh, this one has been modified to be uh, a recipe for two. So this is a cozy, uh, you know, couple's scorpion bowl slash pint. Um, and I'm going to enjoy this one by myself. Um, so maybe I should have called this, you meant to do that that way. (laughs) Maybe I should call this a scorpion for lonely people. Anyway, (laughs) here we go. It is one ounce of fresh lime juice, two ounces of fresh orange juice, three quarters of an ounce of Demerara syrup. Hey, there it is. One ounce of Orgeat. And yes, I did make my own Demerara syrup. And no, I did not make my own orjat, because Matthew is correct. One of those is super easy. One of them is super not. And now we move on to the alcohol. It is one ounce of brandy or cognac. Two ounces of London dry gin is what the recipe calls for. I just, I didn't use a London dry. I used Venus from Santa Cruz. Yes, because you know a lot of it. Yes, I do. And uh, And then two ounces of rum. Uh, and I used a Demerara rum to go along with the Demerara syrup. And, uh, and there you go. Yes. So that is, uh, what five ounces uh, of alcohol, but again, this is a double, right? So that's really, it's like two and a half ounces, which is still a kind of a heavy cocktail, but it's not, it's not super crazy. This is no fog cutter, you know? That's true. That's true. And, uh, and so, yeah, so those are the, the ingredients, um, to the uh, to the scorpion, uh, you're supposed to put them all in uh, a container and then give them they, they say flash blend, which really just means a vigorous stir with a machine. So I would shake it for like four to five seconds, not a full hardcore shake. And then you just dump all of that into a bowl. Um, if you don't have a, if you're making the the four size, the four serving version of this, you could probably just stir it vigorously in maybe like a pitcher or something like that. And then you just pour all of that into a serving bowl, um, something that looks presentable. And then you give everybody large straws and everybody drinks out of the same bowl, um, you know, and, uh, and has a good time. That is if you have friends, unlike me. And... Ah, yes, it is very orangey, fruity. It's, um... I would say this one's a little bit more festive feeling and a little bit more punchy. Again, punchy as in punch, not punch as in punch in the face. And, uh, yeah, there you have it. That is the Scorpion. And, uh, in my last couple of minutes here, I did want to... I did want to talk a little bit about Tiki because I originally went on the Tiki Experience, Matthew, because... Uh, I was trying to just learn more about rum, and and I definitely achieved that goal. Uh, I have definitely learned a lot about rum, but during this whole time, I was really trying to figure out, like, what is tiki? What makes a tiki, a cocktail a tiki cocktail? And I said some outlandish things. I, I said that pina colada is not a tiki cocktail, and I tried to give some rules as to why it was or it wasn't. But you know, Matthew, I think at the end of the day, what I learned about tiki is that it's more than just about the cocktails, right? The world of tiki is is really a vibe, right? It's a feeling mm. um, and it's uh, it, it's something that you do to, I think, escape from the mundane everyday life and uh and at least i think that's really kind of how it was invented in the past right like that's that a lot of these people were going to these these you know they would go to have cocktails to kind of like they would dress up they put on their best clothing and then they would go drink tropical drinks at these fancy bars and then eventually those bars you know mutated into these uh, tiki-esque you know with the tiki decorations and and the whole point of all of that was to kind of take you away right take you to somewhere exotic take you somewhere away from the everyday life. Um, and uh, and so I, I think ultimately tiki is really just about all of those things. It's not just about the cocktails. It's not just about the decor. It's not just about the music. It, it's really about all of those things in a way that allows you to escape. And escape in a way that I think adults aren't really allowed to escape. A lot of times, right? We build all of these really cool things and places for, for children. But, uh, you know, adults need to get away, too. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, and it's and that's what you get to do when you get to Tiki. You get to make up a little story about where you are and what you're doing and, and, and how, uh, you know, how all of the things that you deal with in your daily life just don't exist anymore. You don't have to pay taxes. You don't have to, you know, parent your children. You know? I, Okay, maybe you I do. You, I think you okay. still have to parent your children. Yeah, yeah, you probably do need to parent your children. And,
0: and eventually you'll
1: have to pay those taxes. <sighs> you will have to pay the taxes. Well, Matthew, anyway, it's time to tell another story. So all right. So that's it for Ben and Tiki. My Tiki adventure is over. Um, if, I hope it inspired you all to to explore the, the, the bright and wonderful world of Tiki. Um If it did, enjoy your voyage uh, and, uh, you know, maybe I will see you on the boat ride out as you are taking the boat ride in. Until next time. I mean, it's your turn to present your cocktail, Matthew.
0: Oh, thanks. Thank you. Okay. I I didn't know if you were just going to keep talking about Tiki. Uh, No, I'm done talking about Tiki. That's it. Over. All right. We're on to something else now. Done. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to see what that something else will be.
1: Um, me me yeah, too. Because you, you've, <laughs> uh,
0: you've done gin, like you know, you had like all nonstop gin for a while there because of your ever never ending supply of gin that was coming through, and then you know, went to tiki, and uh, it's been tiki for quite a long time. So uh, maybe you just maybe just maybe mix it up a little bit from uh, on you know, you know. But that's I don't know. I, we'll, see. Ben, we'll see. Ben is unpredictable in that's his right. predictability. That's
1: right. I predict that I will be unpredictable.
0: I guarantee it. All right. Well, so my cocktail today is not tiki, and you know I always see that it's it's my responsibility while you are, you know, kind of just running one spirit into the ground. You know, I, I is to find <laughs> some balance to that uh, to to that spirit. And so during Ben's entire run of tiki, I have not done one rum drink, and and so I have decided. Not to do a rum drink today, uh, but <laughs> okay. I did do decide to do a spirit that I haven't done in a while. And I'm a little, I was a little surprised. Like I don't remember. I went back and started looking through past episodes and I can't, I couldn't find one easily. The last time I did a tequila uh, cocktail. And so, uh, so, you know, and, and I'm a big margarita fan. Uh, when I first got into it, that was kind of my introduction to cocktails was the margarita and really enjoyed that tequila, agave, citrus kind of flavor. And then, you know, as I started exploring other cocktails, you know, the, the margarita kind of just got put to the side and in favor, in, in favor of other fun te- uh, cocktails. But then I started you know researching some tequila cocktails and I came across a cocktail called the switchblade. And I don't know why it's called the switchblade. It was made by, you know, some, uh, I think the, the bartender has uh, some roots to one of those famous uh, bars in New York or something like that. But, uh, you know, so they're always experimenting with different things and different flavor combinations. And that's what struck me with the switchblade is a switchblade. I'll give you the, uh, the ingredients right now has two ounces of Blanco tequila and then the next ingredient is half an ounce of white creme de cacao. And that one. Bless you. Yeah. <clears throat> creme de cacao. Uh, and so it's, you know, which is a chocolate flavored liqueur. And uh, it does come in dark and white uh, bottles, And so, uh, you know, and I find that most whenever I do see the creme de cacao, the white one seems to be called out more because it uh, it's it's a more nicer looking spirit, I think. And then you mix it with others, you know. So if you are to add creme de cacao to your bar, I would I would go with the white one. Uh, so you have two ounces of Blanco tequila, a half ounce of the white creme de cacao, three quarter ounce lime juice and a quarter ounce of simple syrup. Now, if you looked at those four ingredients, if you swap out creme de cacao for Quantro or, or, or Triple Sec, you basically have a margarita. And so, uh, so this is kind of a riff on a margarita uh, with the uh, subbing in the creme de cacao. And I was really skeptical what that would taste like. Uh, but, uh, but I'm, I'm here to assure you that it actually tastes quite well. And the kicker is that there's a garnish that goes on top and the garnish is a pinch, a generous pinch of ground cayenne pepper. So now you've got the, the tequila notes. You've got the, the kind of the subtle, very subtle chocolatey notes with the creme de cacao. You definitely have the bite from the lime juice, the simple syrups there just to kind of mellow out the, the lime juice a little bit more. And then you have the, the heat from the cayenne that kind of sits on the back of your throat after you take a sip, which is quite nice. And I don't know how to explain it. I thought this thing was going to be crazy, but it actually works. And so just like any other cocktail, you're going to put all the ingredients except the garnish into a a shaker with ice. Shake it for about 8 to 10 seconds. Double strain that sucker into a chilled coupe glass. And then, like I said, garnish it with a pinch of cayenne. And when you first sip it, uh, you you definitely taste the citrus uh, because that's kind of a very prominent feature of this drink. And then the second thing you taste is the 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 cayenne kind of warming up your throat. So the cayenne really does bring this nice warmth to it, and uh, it does come together really nicely. Uh, it's one of those cocktails that that. Uh, I never would have done. I think had I not kind of been exploring this whole, this whole you know journey of, of cocktails because it just sounds so weird. Uh, but I would encourage you to go out and make your own switchblade uh, or ask for it at a bar. You know, sometimes that's the great way to kind of try out a cocktail for the first time. Ask a bartender to make it so you don't have to have all the ingredients and uh, just a wonderful cocktail. And if you like, if you like margaritas, and uh, this is a little bit more. In my mind, just a little bit more sophisticated, actually. You serve it up in a coupe and uh, with the cayenne pepper and all that. Just really, really nice cocktail. So that's what I'm drinking today, Ben.
1: Wow. Well, that sounds. I mean, it sounds really good. Uh, the I, I think the white creme de cacao along with the cayenne pepper actually sounds like a really good combo. Um, and, and and you know, I mean, it seems a little bit obvious, right? If you're having creme de cacao and cayenne pepper, then you have to have tequila. Right.
0: I mean, yeah. obviously. Although I kind of wonder what rum would taste like with this.
1: I think rum would go very well in this. Yeah. I, I think, uh, um, I you know, I don't know. That's interesting because I, I think on the other hand, rum would be maybe a little too much along the sweet profile. You know, I think the tequila mm-hmm. brings a little extra bite to it. So I, it would be a very different cocktail. I can definitely say that. Right. Yeah. I think it would be very, very different. Hmm. Maybe we should try that.
0: Yeah, well, and I think, I mean, that's the part that I like so much about this cocktail journey is that, you know, many cocktails kind of start that way, where you sub out one ingredient for another, one spirit for another, and you start to see these similarities that come across. And like I said, this one is definitely, you know, they swapped out the Cointreau for the white creme de cacao, and you get an entirely different cocktail. And uh, so it's it's a winner in my book, and I hope that uh, you all enjoy it as well.
1: Awesome. Well... I think that does it for episode 100 of Giant Cocktails. Uh, We want to thank you guys for joining us, as always. Uh, And if you want to find more of us, you can find us on the social medias. We are out there on, uh, let's see, where are we? We are on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on Mastodon. Where are we not? We're not on Friendster. (laughs) We're not on TikTok yet. Yet. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, but do find us in one of those locations. Stop by, say hello, leave a comment. Also go to uh, your uh, favorite uh, podcast uh, listener of choice and and uh, and leave a comment there if you can, especially those of you on on listening on Apple. Uh, That would be super helpful. And also tell a friend. If you're enjoying our podcast, tell a friend and uh, let them know that uh, that we're a couple of fun guys to hang out with. And if you don't agree, why why are you listening? That's weird. <laughs> that, that's weird. Made but it anyway. all the way here because they hate us. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, we will see you on on Monday um, uh, on the on the baseball show. Yeah. Until then, Matthew. Cheers, my friend.
0: Cheers, Ben. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up.